0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number seventy-seven of the Audio Podcast with the VK Bros, Jason, and Alex, Von Cannell. How are you this morning, bro? I'm good. I'm good. good. I've had a very busy week, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot going on.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of big plans, a lot of little things. Yeah, uh, pretty low on the uh, on the lead front, but I've bought a lot of cars this week, which is good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And but I first want to start off by having a chip at Google.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Google. I got the Google Pixel 6 Pro, Mm -hmm. which is the latest new top of the range. I'm phone nerd, right? Every year I buy whatever's the best one. And I thought that I've had a Google Pixel in the past, Mm -hmm. and it was great. And this one was like a proper premium version, uh, like flagship, true flagship. Mm -hmm. So I thought, yep, I'll buy that. And there's some stuff that it does, which is amazing, right? Like it's got on-device dictation, so... Instead of, like when you use your voice control with Siri, for example, mm-hmm. it actually sends that to a, the cloud first and processes it in the cloud and then sends it back to your phone. Whereas right. this does it on device. Mm-hmm. So it's very fast. It's very good. And, and a lot of it means you can just talk to it and you, can even, you don't even have to push the send button. Just say send on the text and it'll send it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool and you use that feature a lot. But something it does really badly is phone calls. Now, reception dropouts, I can't stand in my doorway there and get reception. Mm-hmm. Whereas my Samsung, no problems. The touch sensitivity of the screen, it for some reason automatically mutes it when I hit a certain thing. Like, like if I try to... It, it like mutes it when I go to a different screen on the, whilst I'm on the phone call. As in it mutes the phone call? It, it mutes me. Right. Right. It mutes me, so no one can hear me, and I don't know I'm muted. (laughs) Because the screen's blank. Right? Right. And then you try and look at the phone, and then you want to swipe from the top to... to, um, Because you're now off on a different screen, you you need to swipe from the top to go back to the call thing. Well, that's where the ear um, sensor is. Hmm. So once you put your finger on the top, the screen turns off. And it's muted. Now... So all right. that aside, I've, I've complained to, to Google there's, a, there's, a, um, there's quite a lot of criticism
0: they're receiving over some of the bugs. Is this, is this like... The, I'm trying to think of who this would benefit. The only person that these sorts of technology quirks would benefit are people who like jack off while they're on work phone calls when they're not supposed to. <laughs>
1: oh, do you mean why do they... I, I, I just think... I genuinely think no one cares about phone calls... Yeah. therefore they put no effort into it yeah. so someone probably just copied and pasted from a, you know oh, just use the same framework we had last time and then it doesn't mesh with one of the other yeah, systems, and that's yeah. what I think it is so it's not to protect, that's who want to jerk it? no, no, no no, no, no. Um, then even worse than that, my earbuds and you you could probably tell me this the quality of the earbud like the phone conversations that I had with you when I've got my earbuds in, mm. is no good no Okay, So last night, I went on to a deep dive into what is the best earbuds for phone calls. Mm-hmm. Do you know who makes earbuds for phone calls? No one. No one. Yeah. No one. It's all about noise cancellation. It's all about how much bass they've got. It's all for listening, yeah. nothing for speaking. But I did find a company. The company's called Edifier. Because mm-hmm. I... I when I go into a deep dive, I go deep. So I looked at all the mainstream stuff, the stuff that's available here. Mm-hmm. No good. The Apple Earbuds <coughs> Pro are, are the best. That's the mm-hmm. benchmark in in from what the West has access to. Yep. Okay, but horrifically expensive. I think they're six hundred bucks or something, right? Yeah. Right. Now there's Bose Quiet Comforts. They're like five fifty. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Sennheiser. They're like five hundred. And so I, I I watched a stack of reviews, and then I'm like, okay. What's the Ali's alternative, right? Went to Ali's. There's a, there's a, a company called Pete. This is Ali Barbers for any new... It's AliExpress. Right? Oh, AliExpress, AliExpress. yeah. Any, for any new listeners. It's, yeah, which is great. Right. go-to. If you're not shopping on AliExpress, you're paying too much. <laughs> and uh, before everyone says, oh, I don't just want Chinese shit, uh, have a look at every tag that you've got yeah, everything that you own. Everything's Chinese It's shit. all Chinese shit. Yeah. So, I... I watched all these reviews of sound and i'm like eh, actually some of this stuff is really really good and we talked the, the difference you could get like a something that does everything that apple airpods pro do like including noise cancellation for like 70 dollars. right so that's the difference mm-hmm. but anyway i kept searching kept searching because i wasn't just happy with that because there was like I watch reviews of people because there's only like three reviewers that actually review voice calls. Mm. Everyone else rates everything, like the music, uh, listening to music. And, and there was a company called Edifier. Mm-hmm. And a year ago, it's now discontinued. Edifier make a earbud called the TWS600
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is, it looks like, like the earbud itself looks like a, the old AirPod Pro, like the lock, the elongated mm-hmm. tube, you know, the um, the electric toothbrush head. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that obviously helps the mic gets the mic closer to you. Yeah, your yeah. So they they had one of those, and it's amazing. Now they use a piece of technology which I would never have thought of, but is uh, like I can't believe more people don't have it. It uses bone conductivity to identify what is speech and what is background noise so it uses the vibrations of your jaw wow and then it has an ai that runs through it to say okay he's talking yeah let's pick that up those right. sounds yeah not, right. not all the other sounds <laughs> and on this review video i'm like dude this is wild like this is like it." he they, they do a simulation where he talks he does like a test speak in a quiet room mm-hmm. and then he turns on simulated music or like like background noise mm-hmm. and talks in you can't hear anything yeah like it's great right so i jump straight on to alleys to try and find one I went to the uh, Edifier store and it, i didn't realize the discontinued this video was a year old right and then i um, i find on alleys someone's got old stock 2 units left 2 left <laughs> And they're 150 bucks, so they're expensive. For 150 each, or 150 for the pair. 150 for sorry, 150 for the pair. When I say there was two, there was two units left. Yeah, I bought the second last unit available mm-hmm. in China, right? <laughs> to get these things, and I really wanted that they had gloss black, which would have been sweet, but they only had white ones left, so I got white, mm-hmm. which will mean that I look like an iPhone user, which I yeah. don't like the idea of. So <laughs> when they come in, I might do like a review of them yeah you should because like if that's oh, compared to even the best of the best of the best of what you can get here in the west mm-hmm. this shat on them so hopefully well
0: let, let's reserve your judgment until you actually get yeah, them yeah, yeah. and secondly how how good is it going to be when you do a full product review of a product that is no <laughs> longer available
1: but then, hopefully, someone goes, "Hey, maybe we can do something with that technology." because so, yeah. some other people, they, there's a lot of different solutions to, to the problems, mm-hmm. and, and it just seems that this one, for me, works perfect. Because I want one; I spend a lot of time talking on my yeah earphones, yeah. yeah. And when I jump to a car that doesn't have Bluetooth, I want to be able to, like, for sure, like, whack them in and, and mm-hmm. goes. So, yeah, phone companies, can you until you are calling them app? Devices, can you can you please get good at making phone
0: calls? A lot of them are referring to them as devices, though. That's true. I, th- I think it might even be people in our generation and the last ones who still call them phones. Yeah. Because a lot of kids, it's just it's all devices, device, device, device.
1: And uh, further to that technology point, did I send you the article this morning from Bloomberg? The guy that made the PlayStation no. said the Metaverse is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why would anyone want to put Goggles on, yeah, and live in a different world. He said the re- the real world is important. Your own self development is important. Yeah, the metaverse is dumb, mm. and I totally agree with him. Yeah, for sure. And he's he's investing heavily into. So he's now ne- no longer with. Well, he's a part of the Sony arm that's doing this um augmented reality stuff. So he's still in that mm-hmm. world, but he's like, I don't want you to put goggles on. That's stupid. Yeah, like, and, yeah, and if. You want to? He said you don't want to create a
0: shiny version of yourself no. and not work on yourself. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with him. Because there are certain things in the real world that you can only really experience in the real world that you can't really experience in the metaverse. Yeah. And if you have the greatest, let's say, level ninety-nine character in the metaverse or whatever it's going to end up being, and you're a level one character in the real world, well, yeah, yeah, you're in big trouble. It's 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 going to be the new age equivalent of playing video games in your mum's basement for your whole life.
1: No, I feel like, from a technological standpoint, I feel like, because a lot of investment's going to go into it. We're we're Mm. talking billions and billions and billions of dollars are going to go into creating this metaverse. And it won't Mm. just be Meta that's doing it. It'll be be a bunch of people setting up their own little sandbox. The incentive to try and get users across is, and we've received this too, is getting emails from meta saying hey if you come over yeah. we'll we'll pay you and they're going to just like when youtube first started they paid yep. people a packet of money to move their content over i just think i just think it's like the betamax it's the it's the hd player it's the mini disc it's the it's the advanced technology that no one's going to care about like that will fail that that's how i said
0: yeah look maybe or is this not a step towards waking up in a pot of goo as a battery. Yeah, and, and that's why... And, and well No, it might work. So so step. the next step is metaverse, where it's just goggles, and you get to sit in this online world. And the problem is, this online world is going to be so fantastic for so many people that they're going to want to stay in it for as long as they possibly can. But then you've got the drums about, well, look, how are you going to earn money? You know, you need to have a job, so you can still sustain yourself outside the metaverse, but you want to be able to spend as much time there as you possibly can. So then the next thing's going to be, look, well, what if we paid you just to stay in the metaverse permanently? That's, that's the, the to, f- initial yeah, goal. Yeah. There so, will be businesses built inside the metaverse. Yeah, and then in the meantime, the, the run-of-the-mill job that that person would have normally held, which might have been checkout chick, it might have been labourer, might have been whatever, they'll be replaced with a machine that will need battery power. So then, the next step will be: well, look to sustain yourself. We'll pay you to be in the metaverse. All you got to do is just jump into this little red pod. We're going to fill it up with goo, you, and you're going to stay in the metaverse. And your the battery power generated from your body heat will run the machines which take your job. The reason why I love the Matrix. The reason why <laughs> you see the Matrix, the
1: Matrix fixed a problem that Zuckerberg hasn't thought of yet, hmm. because he he kept the face. Uh, the matrix keeps the face free and just plugs into the back of your neck. Yeah, so that's yeah. easy. So you can still be mobile, whereas like you're blocking your eyes, and that's not like you, you you watch videos on YouTube, of just people getting fucked <laughs> yeah. up, jumping off cliffs into walls, like physical walls. Yeah. It's dumb, it bruh. Is dumb. It's and it that's why it won't it won't work like that. So I always thought, like I was a big believer in AR, and I remember that what was that game that we had as kids, Sega. It was, it was a Sega product, mm. physical guns, with a headset, with a... It looked like Dragon Ball Z. And mm. that would have your score on it, remember? Oh, like laser oh tag yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah think, it was like it was, a laser tag type. Yeah, but it was, called, it was a Sega product. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called either. But I remember That thinking, was cool. I remember thinking back then, the future is... Which which then got called augmented reality, mm. where you, you see your phys- the physical world mm. that's here... Augmented by digital assets. Yeah. So, for example, you could have a set of glass, like a pair of glasses that you see the world. Yeah. But then the processor inside digitally puts something on the screen that you can then in- interact with. Mm. Now, phones are doing it with, like, Samsung's got like a AR tool thing, so you can take a photo and you can add little, you know, little uh, bots that walk around the, mm. the, the the world. So I think AR is more will we'll get more attention than VR. I yeah, think. I agree.
0: And there's there are human biological processes which are in place which will, it, they just will have to be the uh, death knell for VR because of the goggles thing. Because, to give you an example, obviously we've got baby number two on the way due in March and it's our second little boy. And so we're going to have a house of three boys in it and if anyone who has grown up in a house with three boys knows that they have a tendency to punch each other in the dick and balls whenever they get the opportunity. Mm. So in a household full of three guys, I don't think anyone's going to feel safe to be lying on the couch wearing a VR headset over their eyes. Because <laughs> you're just open being dick punched. But even just take a step The out. world will be saved by the dick punch.
1: Take a step out of this whole thing and just look at it. If you're an alien and you came to the planet and you saw some of those big ass goggles, you're like, whoa, 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 you'd be like, "That's mental." Yeah, yeah. But that's we're mental. leaving. Whereas, if you saw me with glasses, into like and and could have a conversation because I could see you. Mm. Oh, hello, Jason. Hey, there is a monster over there. Pow, mm. Like, so we can have the, have the game. Or, oh, can I check? I want to check stocks, and I could do it through the yeah. augmented reality. Yeah. That to me makes.
0: Way more sense. Yeah, yeah. Way more m- sense than putting a box on your face. <laughs> <laughs> now let's, let's move on. There's a whole range of subjects I want to speak about today. Because I sort of woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning. And I've got many things that have just been irking me that I want to bitch about. But, first thing I want to say is on... So this will drop on Monday. On Wednesday is my son's second birthday. Mm. So all of you watching on YouTube, please put happy birthday, Nate, in the comments so I can show him how popular he is online. So that's that's number one. The second thing I wanna talk about is I think it's so relevant to the conversations we've been having for the last 18 months in regards to COVID and the social conditioning and the power of the people, which was the ban on IVF in Victoria, story that happened this week. Yeah. Now, obviously, most of you probably would have heard about it, but if you hadn't, uh, <laughs> there's a really funny element to this for me. But essentially, the uh, Victorian government held a press conference where they declared a code brown. <laughs> yeah. White <laughs> Change the name, guys. Change the name. Red, red's bad, right? If you said code red, everyone would go. That's a bad thing. But when you say code brown, it literally sounds like you shit your pants. Yeah, which which is exactly what's happened. Yeah,
1: so it is accurate. Keep the name.
0: Yeah. So they declared a code brown uh, because of the medical system being overwhelmed and pushing all the stuff to the side about the fact that you got a whole unvaccinated workforce that you could bring back to work. Let's just park that. We've spoken about that enough. But one of the things that got a lot of press was that they put a three-month halt on IVF services. Mm. Now, this created huge backlash, mm. and rightfully so, mm. because anyone who has been through IVF knows IVF is not a choice. No one, no one who has the ability to have children without IVF goes, you know what, I'm just going to do the IVF thing anyway. Yeah, It's not a choice. And for a lot of people... Having children is, is all they want to do in life. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. And generally, most people that turn to IVF, and this is a generalization, but most people that turn to IVF do turn to it as a bit of a last resort. Mm-hmm. So there might be, say, women of advanced age, mm-hmm. where you're starting, like obviously the older women get when you're in your mid-30s and then late-30s the older you get the ch- the chances of having a successful conception lower mm-hmm. year after year and the Victorian government just because of sheer lack of planning which is all it looks like just decided to rob these women of a 3 month window
1: well and it was oh. from my understanding of how IVF works too it's very time sensitive yeah it is so if you've got like you, ha- you you've got appointments or whatever <laughs> if you miss that opportunity mm-hmm. Like, some some people could be on their last
0: mm-hmm.
1: opportunity ever, yep. and
0: that could be gone. So, we've, we've got a friend who um, had a successful IVF experience, but was told, even going into it, that she had, like, a 5% chance of conception. Mm-hmm. So, her baby's just, like, a miracle baby. An yeah. Amazing story. So happy for her. And the mm-hmm. Victorian government literally was looking at robbing women of the, having that opportunity. Yeah. And not just women, obviously. There's partners involved who want to have the children too. So completely fucked up. But in the positive uh, side of things, the amount of sheer public backlash that they received because of that decision meant that the Victorian government actually backflipped on that yeah. decision within, I think it was 48 hours. It was done and they've, they've moved on. Now, that's, that's awesome. However, this pisses me off. Because... Can you imagine if we had had a coordinated public backlash to the covid restrictions that we've had imposed on us for the last 2 years in the same vein and what people power could have done Yeah because I don't I don't know about you but I kind of put banning IVF for 3 months probably on the same level as riot police shooting rubber bullets at pro- peaceful protesters and the it, we should have had a public backlash to for example that happening because that should have been a big no no we should have been we should have been having public backlash to a whole host of the restrictions that we've had for the last two years i i don't think
1: so yes we should have <coughs> we should have had a bigger backlash far far earlier Mm. like earlier in the piece because the the problem the reason why it hit now is because they know they are losing grip yeah because their policies aren't working yeah so when there was backlash there were right rights and oh sorry um there were protests in the street Mm -hmm. about those those protests of the protests and and at the at that time, the government had such was in such a position of power because everyone thought that they were, well, the majority of people thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, it's like, well, hold on, your policies have led us to being in the worst, worst case than we were before, therefore, we don't trust you as much as what we did 12 months ago. See,
0: I don't necessarily think that that's, that's the reason for the backlash. I, th- I think that there's a... Look, there's been people dropping off believing the narrative every day. Yeah. And especially in the last two to three months. And I think Omicron has exposed it for a lot of people. Mm. But I think... You mean that the virus has done more
1: to help us than what any policy has? It's...
0: Yeah. Uh, we were having this conversation yesterday. Literally the only step forward that we've taken as far as the COVID response goes is the virus mutated itself to be less deadly. Yeah. Um, but... I don't, I don't think it's that people have gone, okay, we've already lost trust in the public structures and therefore this decision makes no sense so now we're going to have a backlash. I think that uh, you need to fight irrationality with, and this is not a, not a dig, but like, they've used irrational but emotional selling tools mm. on us for the last two years mm-hmm. and we've tried to fight that with logic the whole way through and it doesn't work. So you kind of need to fight fire with fire and you need to pull the rationality out of it and use an emotional uh, tactic to sell your point. And for many, many women, but also many, many people in general, the ability to have the opportunity to have children is a very highly emotionally charged subject. And I feel like that's why you got the emotionally charged backlash, which then got a result. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I don't... uh, Look, it might play a part of it. But I genuinely think people are starting to think about getting vote voted back in. You know that where yep. elections are getting closer, and the wheels have fallen off the policy. So I've noticed, like, look at look at Queensland's policy; they change every two days. Yeah. And I reckon all they do is make a policy, see what it does on Twitter, and then change it to, to suit. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and it's like which they didn't do before.
0: They no. don't care. No, you're right. And so I'm just just checking the numbers now. So we've clocked over two million COVID cases total uh, for the pandemic so far, two million and sixty nine thousand. And this is this was this will sort of segue my, me into the next thing that I want to talk about, which was one of the reasons why I think the wheels are starting to fall off is that at the at the beginning and even for the majority of the pandemic. The power structures that be that were controlling the narrative were all in line. They're all uniform. Mm-hmm. So you had the Australian government, you had the World Health Organization, you had our major partners in America and the UK, and everyone was singing in unison, yeah. singing off the same hymn sheet. Yeah. Now everyone's starting to diverge. And this is where I think a lot of the narrative's starting to break down, because for example There are that many things that have happened in the last two weeks, which has caused divergence. Number one, the World Health Organization says on their website, there is no safety or or efficacy data to justify vaccinating children, and that children generally have a mild illness anyway. Mm. So the World Health Organization says on their own website that they advise against vaccinating children under 12. The Australian government, in the meantime, is like, no, vaccinate everyone. Vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Mm. So there's a divergence there. There was a divergence prior to that, though, from the WHO, which is about lockdowns.
1: They that said, do lockdown."
0: Yep, that's another good point. Yep. So another another divergence, and then there was a divergence as well, where uh, all the rich countries started talking booster shots, and the World Health Organization was like, uh, "You don't need booster shots. There's no justification because there's no data. They do anything. We need to focus on getting these vaccinations out to the poorer nations, mm. like was originally agreed upon." So there's all these divergences when 12 months ago. The Australian government cited the World Health Organisation... long step, yeah. Yeah, every step on the way to give their plans legitimacy. Yeah. And now we've just ignored everything that they've said. Meanwhile, you've had a massive development in the UK this week, which is its own story in itself, which is that Boris Johnson announced that the UK is removing all COVID restrictions. No vaccine passports, no mask no. mandates, like none of it. No lockdowns, everything done, dusted, gone, finito. Now, there's a political reason why Bojo is doing this, because Bojo just got caught out for the second time having a party during lockdowns. Yeah, So loves lost, to party. Yeah, loves to party. Loves a drink, does Bojo. Uh, so, he obviously... This, this would appear to be a, a last-ditch attempt to save his own skin. And... But for whatever reason, it's 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 been announced. It's been announced. Mm. So you've now got the UK diverging away from the Australian uh, plan again. Yeah, because two days
1: after Scomo gets on and like basically is doubling down on vaccines. And That's right. We will see the third dose mandated mm-hmm. in I reckon a week or two.
0: Yeah. Well, the, everyone's already making noises about it. So yeah. again, this week, what what's Australia done? We have. Had New South Wales and Victorian state premiers now starting to, uh, I've seen a lot of press conferences where they both talk about being in lockstep with each other, Mm. which is, should be, it should concern people Mm. because that's a Labor and a liberal state government who've literally been at odds the entire pandemic. Mm. And now all of a sudden they're starting to speak in unison. Why is that? Mm. Okay, maybe it's because they realised that after spending the last 18 months trying to tear each other down, when they're all really trying to accomplish the same goal, well, the message was starting to get a bit murky. Yeah. So now you've got Dom Perrottet and Dan Andrews going, okay, like they've made announcements this week. They are, they're both going to end up mandating the third dose. Yeah. And they've already done it in certain sectors, and just like every other time, they've done the certain sectors first, and then they roll it out to everyone else. It's funny because I had that conversation with someone when we first heard about the
1: booster shots, and I said, you know they're going to mandate the booster shot, right? And he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. it's only for the elderly immunial and immunocompromised. Yeah. I said, remember when you've heard that before? And he goes, oh, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm.
0: So, not only are they, are they talking about those mandates, but they've also reduced the wait time to have your booster shot from four months down to three months, as was predicted on the audio podcast about a month ago. Yeah. So... While the UK is moving away from any restrictions at all, and you got to remember too, the UK is in the middle of winter. Yeah, right. So they're in flu season, the time when res- respiratory viruses spread the most. They're right in the middle of it, and they're like, "No, nah, we're going to move away. We're going to go back to Plan A uh, and get off all the." So plan B our
1: government's trying to stretch this across
0: to the winter to then be able to justify it even more. Cause, well, cause I still think
1: that the number is six. I think it's six shots. Once they sell six shots each per, per person. Then, then they'll back off. Well, it's
0: clearly six because if, if the majority of people in the country have already had two. Mm. We're now trying to push everyone to get their booster, which is their third, and we've reduced the wait time to three months, which means you can fit in the next three this year before the trial ends in 2023. Yeah. So it's as was predicted on the audio podcast. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of this also comes down to the fact that ScoMo, they call him Scotty from Marketing for a Reason, He's licked his finger, put in the in the sky, and he's trying to see which way the wind's blowing. And I think that he still believes that there is a majority of Australians which support vaccination and the mandates, mm. which I, I tend to agree. Yep. I think the majority is still there. I don't think the majority is the 90% that it looks like when you go off the vaccination numbers. And that they keep quoting as supporters. That's right. Yeah. They say 90% of people support it. Yep. It's not true. It's not true at all. But if you... If you would assume, is it 50% plus one vote? Probably, yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. That will fall off in the coming months, you would assume, as things get more and more nonsensical. Mm. But I, again, this is all politically motivated. So I think he's still going, well, we need to keep pushing on with this vaccination shit because 50% plus one voters still believe in it and I've got an election coming up in May. Yeah, And it looks like that May is going to be the date, like May 14 or something, I think, has yeah, okay. been, been thrown up as an election date. So, yeah, look, what what is interesting is, like I said, the divergence of all these different countries doing different things, the divergence of Australia from the World Health Organization, like, and this goes into the next thing I want to talk about. Well, hold on,
1: to go to sort of link it to how we started, we, when you and I knew, that this was not going to work when we knew that this vaccine was not going to reduce cases and mm-hmm. case numbers were the thing. When that logic or illogic came up, that's when we should have had more people standing up. Yeah. That was the time to act. Mm-hmm. It's We still still need to do it now, but once once you hit that like 70% mm. and then we started kicking up a
0: storm, mm. uh,
1: <coughs> that, it's too late. Yeah. So we need to be able to sniff this bullshit out quicker.
0: Yeah. And the the booster shot argument. So any one of you out there who has... Maybe you've been vaccinated and you're thinking about getting the booster and your friends are all pressur- pressuring you or your family is pressuring you to get the booster. The reason why it doesn't make sense is... Well, look, there's a few. Number one, the CEO of Pfizer said that it does nothing <laughs> to, to... The God that makes it. Yeah, to protect you from Omicron, Which, again... Say what you will about the commercial interests of Pfizer because they're looking at creating an Omicron-specific vaccine booster to come out in March. So there's clearly a, a commercial interest in him uh, selling that new product because, hey, let's be honest, every single dose that the Australian government's already ordered has already been paid for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Albert Baller from, from Pfizer gets to get his Omicron sold on top of it. But even just think about this, every single year we have a new flu vaccine because the flu is a respiratory virus which mutates every year and the vaccine is based off the three dominant flu strains that are going around the world that particular year in the hope that when the flu hits australia one of these three strains will be the one that is is dominant and therefore it'll give you a level of protection from that strain the booster shots are the same formulation as the original vaccine created off the Alpha variant in 2020. Yeah. So would you go into your doctor before flu season in 2022 and say, hey, you got any of those 2020 flu shots? Can you give me one of those? Your doctor would be like, that's fucking retarded because there's a new strain out this year. So you need the new flu shot. Well, I think the marketing has
1: been very interesting because the studies that say it works, don't. they don't... If you read the fine print... All it says is that it boosts your antibodies. Mm. And that's why that study out of Israel that says the fourth shot does nothing for Omicron. Yeah. Because they, they studied what it does to Omicron. Mm. Whereas the ones that say, we all know that the third booster mm. increases your antibodies. So that kind of means that it might help. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: and this is, this is the, the... Yeah, we don't know. This is the non-scientific... Well, I mean, the whole thing's unscientific. But another unscientific part of the argument is they try to move the conversation towards having COVID antibodies. Now, uh, in Australia, hey, have any of you guys had an antibody test to see if you've got you antibodies after it. COVID? Uh, doctors won't give them to you. Yeah. So the the focus of the conversation around vaccines now is having COVID antibodies and yet you can't get tested to see if you've already got them. Yeah. You just need to go and get your booster. They... Obviously, with the sheer amount of cases that have been experienced in the last month. So, here's here's some quick numbers off the top of my head. At the end of uh, 2021, Australia's case numbers were at roughly somewhere between 225,000 and 250,000 total for the pandemic at that point in time. Mm. We've just clocked over 2 million. It's the 21st of January. In 21 days, we have 10X'd our case count. (laughs) So the vaccine doesn't stop spread,
1: right? Mm. Oh, no, but I blame it on the the two people that used fake Vax passports to get into one pub. Yeah. That's two million.
0: And Novak. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 Novak Djokovic. Right. Oh, Yeah, sorry, I want to come back to that. But yeah, go. No, no, feel like oh, Okay, film. so yesterday was obviously everyone was bashing Kelly Slater. Yeah. Because he's anti. Mm. And what I found hilarious is that on the news... They're showing pictures, and Kelly Slater is a fucking He's babe, a re-pe. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Shirt off, sun behind. Like, they picked the best photos. They, they showed him doing, like, 360s off, like, just the most epic. Mm. It was his best highlight reel that they have. Yeah. And then cross over to the fat epidemiologist to go, he shouldn't be here. <laughs> He's a threat to my
0: And you're just like, what is this? Yeah. What are and, you doing? and the thing is, any bloke who criticises Kelly Slater... You just need to know your wife would fuck him in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's why we should keep him out of the country. No, I... Forget the COVID stuff. <laughs> like keep yeah. him out to keep my wife. Is his jabbing? <laughs> yeah. um, I just think I I do
1: find it hilarious that we're we're kicking out the people at the top of their peak physical form, fitness, and calling us them threats. Yeah. Now. I do I did have a conversation with someone that did alarm me about the Djokovic thing and I know that you haven't wanted to delve into it because it's No, I'm happy to now because it's we've got to the end point and now we can actually discuss the yeah. facts. Okay, so I think the consensus out there and put in the comments below. Oh by the way, can you please like and subscribe? We're really close to sixty nine. Mm. Yeah. Sixty nine subscribers.
0: So can you please like, subscribe? we did pick up a few extra viewers too after like that that episode on the Your episode. Ch- yeah the children's vaccination that actually clocked over 100 views a few days ago it's the best uh, and a lot of audio downloads as well it's the best response we've had for a little while so now know we picked up a couple of extra viewers out of that. Uh, the YouTube analytics from last week's episode are saying that about 50% of people watching aren't subscribed. So if you're sticking around for, you know, we're three episodes in now with you, please hit the subscribe button. Please like Do it. it and free. please say, happy birthday, Nate, in the comments below. It's free. Just click the button, man. Come on. Help the Help. boys out. Yeah. Now I've lost my train of thought. We'll uh, conversations about... about Djokovic situation oh, yeah, 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 consensus
1: yeah. is so I spoke to someone I spoke to someone during the week and I was like okay so what do we all think about the Djokovic thing and they mm-hmm. said oh yeah he shouldn't have lied on his on mm. his visa application I'm like oh, okay okay um and is that why they kicked him out yeah well no that's incorrect no. so do you want do you mm. want to line up the do you want to line up what the facts were mm. I'll talk about what the perception is yep. And where the, where the big blinding, like the, 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 the gaping... Well, the elephant in the room.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So the, the original weekend... The first court case that when it happened over the weekend was... The, the dispute was in regards to the paperwork that Djokovic used to enter the country. And what came out of that court case was that everything that Djokovic had done was correct based on the instructions that were given to him by not only Tennis Australia but also by the Victorian government to actually get into the country. So that's why the first court case went in the favour of Novak. Yep. Tick. Tick. The second court case had nothing to do with any of the paperwork. Absolute zero. The immigration minister, Alex Hawke, has the powers to make a captain's call on literally kicking any non-citizen out of the country if they choose to for whatever reason that is. So he chose to exercise those powers to kick Novak out of the country. Mm-hmm. Novak's team took him to court to ju- to basically fight and be able to try to be able to stay. To in see the whether that was legal. That's, That's right. Technically, yeah. And essentially, the, the judges came to the conclusion that the minister does in fact have those powers and is therefore able to exercise those powers. It had nothing to do with okay. any, any wrongdoing by Novak at yep. all. So key, the... key point on this too, though, that, you, that everyone needs to understand, by exercising those powers, Novak is banned from the country for three years. Yeah. So it, it's not like the first court case, it literally just would have been a deportation, and then he could have applied for an exemption to come back again under the right grounds, if that was the way that it went down. To After exercising those powers, he's not allowed back in the country for three years. So those are the facts.
1: The perception on the street is that he lied, he fought the court case and he lost, right? When you tell people the facts, this guy said, oh, like, I don't like the idea of him, of Novak, having anti-vax sentiment being in the country, so I get it. Mm. So I said, so are you okay with a minister overruling a, a, a judge mm-hmm. in, a, in a courtroom For thought crimes. Yeah. Because that's what this is. That's where we're at. They do not like the way he thinks. Yeah. Kick him out. Yes. That's authoritarian government stuff. That's China stuff. 100%. That's North Korea stuff. Like, we, we... That's the big
0: story for me. Yeah. Forget. Which is ignored because the media by design is lying and still trying to put the idea out there that it was a paperwork issue or it was because he lied on his application because he had actually gone to Spain or something beforehand. Which that was brought up in that first weekend's court case. And it was seen as an administrative oversight from Djokovic's manager who filled out that form. Novak himself didn't lie, was cleared of all that stuff. But the media is deliberately muddying the waters because of the government's lapdogs and making the general consensus that Novak lied. That's why he's not allowed in the country. Mm. When all it's about is exactly what you said. Novak thinks in a way that the government is not happy with. He has a high profile and the government doesn't want people looking at Novak going, I agree with him, so we need to get rid of him. Otherwise, we're going to have this massive wave of anti-vax backlash. Yeah. And even in that first weekend's court case, that was covered because the government tried to bring that forward as a as a uh, an argument uh, to eject him. And the judge was like, "Can you please cite examples of when Novak's yeah. been put up as a figurehead at anti-vaccination rallies or whatever?" The only time that he's ever been involved in any sort of anti-vax rally is when the anti vaxxers went in to support him after they tried to deport him the first time. Yeah, that's the only time he has. Always been very clear on the fact that vaccination is a personal choice. He wants to have the choice of whether he vaccinates or not. And he doesn't agree with mandates. Mm. He's never actually come out and confirmed whether or not he's had it. Which I love. Never.
1: You know he's suing the government now for... Yeah, and this was... Assuming that he was going to win it. Well, he he probably was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any other player that's playing
0: in the Australian Well, look, Rafael Nadal's playing. Okay, I thought he was injured. He's just come back from injury, and he's playing pretty well. Yeah. There's, a, there's a second story to this, too, and this is a potentially legacy-destroying decision that the Australian government has made. Now, I'm not a huge tennis fan, so this is me just trying to uh, put it out there based off the small amount of information I know. But what I know is this. In the modern era, the three greatest tennis players of all time are Novak, Rafael Nadal, and Roger Federer. Mm-hmm. And I believe they are all currently tied on the total number of Grand Slams they have. It's either 20 or 21. Right. So if any tennis, any non-tennis fan, a Grand Slam is one of four marquee tournaments that they hold every single year. And they're the most prestigious tournaments that you can win. So these, these guys are all tied on the same amount of Grand Slams. Novak's best Grand Slam is the Australian yeah. Open. On the hard courts, he wins that one more often than any other Grand Slam. It's like twenty
1: or something. Uh, no, no, it was, it was, yeah, so some horrific figure. It, it,
0: yeah, so out of his twenty, I think something like eight or nine of them would be from the Australian yeah. Open. So it's his happiest hunting ground. Now he's thirty-four years old as well. Most professional athletes don't stay at the same level. Mm. He's at an advanced age as far as as far as being a professional athlete goes. So the Australian government has robbed him of the chance. To put his name up there as the greatest of all time. Mm. Because he doesn't get the opportunity to win this tournament. Yeah. So let's say the, the, the next big name player is Rafa. Yep. So if Rafa goes on to win this tournament, so he becomes to number one of all time with a massive asterisk next to it. Because like, hey, Novak wasn't playing and Federer's injured. So you won that and you got yourself up to that level without actually playing the best guys. And... There's a lot of people who are big Rafa fans too, so they're quite happy with that, and that's perfectly fine. That's what sports all about. The next major tournament is the French Open, Roland Garros, which is also now talking about not allowing Novak to play because the French have really strict vaccine-related policies as well. Which is funny because they've got a very low vaccine rate, but anyway. Yeah. I'll look it up. Which is also kind of what happens when you've got authoritarianism. So rather than explaining to people and educating them, allowing them to make the decision to take it, if you try to force things on people, they generally don't want to do it. So the French well, Open... Was, it was 79. Okay. It's still, Sorry, 74. Is that double dose? Double dose, 74.9. Right. Uh, so, 9. 9. so there are 74% anti-vaxxers because they haven't had the boosters yet. 40% have boosters. All right. So the thing is that... Roland Garros, which is the French tournament, that's Nadal's best tournament. He is a clay court specialist, or was when he was yep. early on in his career, and he cleans that tournament up every single time. So then you're basically giving him the opportunity to go up. Yeah. So when it comes down to tennis history, an administrative and bureaucratic bullshit decision might rob Novak the chance to go down as the greatest of all time. Well, I, want, I think a more pressing issue. So that that
1: we shouldn't really care about that, right? Because that that he should care about it, Mm -hmm. that that would kick, it's a big kick in the guts to him. But I'm more concerned that what's the point of having Australian Open? Like, I want to know what ticket sales are like, Mm -hmm. I want to know how many people wanted their money back after after they bought tickets and he couldn't play Mm because he was the marquee player. And then I was going to ask, what's the vaccine mandate? Are they triple dosing in the UK?
0: I don't think, is it uh, mandated? Out, out, outside of healthcare, I don't think it's mandated
1: anyway. Okay, so that's the next big one, Formula One. Right. So Formula One is due in April mm-hmm. this year. The, it's uh, We lost our spot. We, we usually have it.
0: Together, yeah. yeah, we
1: usually have that. Um, they usually have that one in March. It's usually the first race of the season. But because we've given up on it two years in a row, it's been taken by another track another country. Now my question is apparently the government has said there is no uh there is no way around the laws that come in. So so no one can come in on an exemption, you've got to be you've got to be fully vaccinated. But my question for Jason, who's now not here, who I really need to answer this question, is if most of the teams are UK and like Italian based, it's the the majority of the teams, I don't think any of them are going to be triple vaxed, and therefore, by then, if Dan, Dan Andrews is already pushing it now, surely by April, there's going to be a three-dose mandate, and therefore, Formula One won't be won't be allowed here, or well, none of the teams are going to be here because it's not just the drivers. Unlike tennis, your tennis team is very small. A tennis team is a player, a coach, you know, manager or something like that, but a Formula One team there's probably 70 80 people per team per driver that come across plus mega amounts of media um, like global media so there's probably 10,000 people that are coming just as part of that um, so my question is if most UK most teams are UK mm-hmm. and if they're not mandated for triple dosed yet Dan Andrews is talking about mandating triple dose, Mm -hmm. are they going to be allowed here in April? Now, I read an article saying that they've already been given assurances, sorry, they've been given assurance that it is going to be going ahead as long as everyone complies by the rules. Mm. But the rule's going to be triple dose. Mm -hmm. And there's no point for them to be triple dosed if if the UK is not mandating it. Yeah, this this
0: is a big, this should be a big story because not only has melbourne gone from being one of the probably top 5 most livable cities in the world to <laughs> down there in the, the bottom yeah but melbourne has long been held up as the sporting capital of australia mm. and in australian culture if you don't like sports you don't care and i get that but australian is uh, australian culture is very sport heavy yeah. we love sports all societies are sport
1: heavy. It's it's the Julius Caesar thing. Give them games, uh, and like that's why he built all the coliseums. That's what we were saying before.
0: There you go. Yeah. Okay. So so Melbourne was the sporting capital of Australia, and obviously the Australian Open is one of these Grand Slam events. With with the Australian Open now, for a start, running it last year, I do credit with the Delta Wave starting in Australia mm-hmm. because. If you actually go back and look at the numbers, all of the cases started to drop off a cliff after October 2020, and then we held the Australian Open, and then the next wave came through. Because obviously, you've got a massive event where you brought in a whole bunch of internationals. Mm. So, it was pretty dumb to actually run it in the first place, but we did it. And you need to understand, this is based off economic grounds. This has nothing. Running the Australian Open does nothing for anyone's health. So we've had all of these restrictions put in place on us as citizens for two years based on public health Mm. measures. There is no public health measure that is improved by running an international sporting event. Yeah. Okay, so you need to remember that. But it it was farcical last year. This year, clearly farcical. Like, the actual tournament itself has been completely overshadowed by a guy who's not allowed to play in it. Yeah. Who's the number one player in the world you then need to factor in the fact that he's banned for three years, which means for the next three Australian Opens, he's not allowed to come and play. Yeah. If you're the World Tennis Tour, how likely are you to hold an event in a country that not only has banned the number one player in the world, but has kicked out multiple other athletes? Because, don't forget as well, I think there's been now three or four other athletes who are actually in on the exact same exemption that Novak was, who (laughs) were on the courts playing. Who (laughs) played in the warm-up tournament who then, after the public backlash happened about the Novak thing, was then rounded up and booted from the country. Yeah. Now, the argument with the Novak thing was that he was stopped by Border Force and that his exemption was not accepted by Border Force. Well, Border Force would have stopped all of these other players too who were there on the exact same exemption, but they didn't, which is why you know it had nothing to do with health, nothing to do with paperwork, everything to do with his known anti-vaccination stance. Well unknown anti-vaccination stance. Or, well, his anti-mandate stance, yes, I'll yes, say, yes. which was well known. So so you've got that. Formula One, we didn't get the race last year, did Two we? Two years in a row. Two years Two, in a row. So the first, the first race,
1: they were here, yep. and that's when it kicked off. yeah. And um, I was just saying that it's been pushed back. We've missed our spot, our March, mm-hmm. March spot, so now it's going to be April. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the article I read said that they're assured that it will be on. Yeah, as long as everyone abides by the rules, yeah. but those rules are about to change, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to buy. And I, I said that that's probably ten thousand people that come mm. uh, as part of the Formula One yeah yeah show, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So, <clears throat> so we've had no Formula One for two years, and I think it's highly unlikely we'll get the race this year because if it is in April and we're still peaking off Omicron and we're about to bring in triple dose mandates. I think it's highly unlikely that politically speaking they'll allow that event to, to go forth. Because one of, the, one of the most concerning aspects of the Novak thing for me is all these people who are rightfully angry about the situation but are completely pointing their anger in the wrong direction. Mm. It is tall poppy syndrome to the max. Everyone was angry going, oh, it's different rules for Novak because he's rich. That's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is you're upset, you're this upset because you've been locked in a cage for two years you shouldn't be locked in the cage and neither should nobody. Exactly. That's where the anger needs exactly. to go. at the government bureaucrats who have made these decisions, which is clearly not based on science because they change every two fucking days. The IVF thing is the perfect example of why it's not based on science because they reversed a decision within 48 hours based on public backlash. That is political. That's got nothing to do with health. Yeah. Let's be very clear about that.
1: So, But I, I want to reiterate that direct. Your anger at the people making the policy. That's right. You're not vaccinating yourself for for the, the disease. Mm-hmm. You're vaccinating yourself against a, a political...
0: Yeah. It's exactly the same as mask wearing. You're not wearing a mask to protect yourself from the disease. You're protecting yourself from the police and the government.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And understand that and direct your energy at the... At... Yeah. Don't... The people that are... That are... Like you need to ask yourself deeply inside yourself. If you feel bad that you got tricked, okay? You can still now fight for it. Don't That's don't right. die on that hill. Mm-hmm. That's a bad hill to die on. Absolutely. Understand that you have been politically yeah. fucked. Mm-hmm. Okay? And fight that. Yeah. That's what we can do. We can vote these people out. Yeah. We can find parties that are going to fight for us, right? Yeah. Don't die on that hill. You, would,
0: because history will not be kind to you it would be exactly the same as if let's say that you grew up around our age you know we're mid-30s and imagine you grew up as a deeply religious person who was taught that gay people are the devil mm. and imagine being in 2022 and standing up on your soapbox which is Facebook and going gay people are the devil and they, they're they heathens and they should be struck down and blah blah You would you would not be very popular these days yeah it's the same thing you, you are If you are pro-vax, pro-segregation of unvaccinated people, you are literally advocating for the separation of a certain group of people who are a minority now from society because of what? Because you've been manipulated by a structure. Yeah. Just as the church manipulated people to be against homosexuals, the government is now manipulating people to be against the unvaccinated. You're being played and you can you can choose to opt out of the game at any time. Yeah. And you'll be welcome back with open arms because yeah. at the end of the day we are Australian. There's, it's a global environment now. All all of us need to actually band together because this IVF thing shows that when people power is united, mm-hmm. we can cause real change. Yep. So we can do that now. You've seen it happen already. You need to do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Please do get involved and do more of it. Uh, sorry, just to just to finish up on the on the Melbourne thing. So. If you were were the World Tennis Tour, would you hold a Grand Slam event in a country that's kicked out the number one player, (laughs) kicked out multiple other players, after their local governing body of tennis had literally sent out emails uh, to all the players going, this is the process to get in with an exemption, which was ticked off by the government as well at the time. Would you take that chance for a third year in a row? Probably not. Uh, The New New Zealand government now... This is not necessarily an Australian issue, it's an ANZAC issue, because New Zealand's just as fucked as we are when it comes to their government, so they've just cancelled the New Zealand cricket team's tour of Australia. That's another sporting event we just lost, because of all of this bullshit mm. that's going on at the moment. And at the end of the day, we, we're a big sporting culture, we want sport to thrive in this country, but... If anything drops off the planet in the sporting landscape for two, three, four years at a time, you you lose a whole generation of kids that then want to go in yeah. and do that sport. The Australian Rugby Union is the perfect example of it. Australian Rugby Union could not sustain their domestic competition, therefore children lost interest because there's nothing, uh, there was no Australian competition nothing shown on TV, to. nothing to aspire to, and now the Wallabies suck. Yeah, it's just what happens.
1: It's funny you say that because I watched a video of an interview with the chief doctor in Israel mm-hmm. and one of the biggest regrets that he has over their, their whole rollout mm-hmm. was what they did with schools yep. he's like we should never have shut down a school ever we sh- we, we they should have been kids should have been at school mm-hmm. and there's ramifications that we won't see for years and years and years. Yep. and, and um, he goes that is one thing that I'm just like that that I feel
0: I mismanaged there is there is data out there showing that kids who are not only born but raised during the pandemic have had serious damage done to their IQ levels. Mm. They're showing, on average, lower IQs than kids who are born without it. Yeah, And I'll, and that's been something I've been acutely aware of because I'm about to have my second child of the pandemic. And kids need to see faces. Kids don't understand language straight away. They need to see faces. Mm-hmm. So they need to see because they they can figure out your body language. But also, when you speak to a child, they're watching your lips mm-hmm. the way it moves. They're watching your tongue. They're watching everything. They're figuring out those things from you. So if you cover your face in a mask for the first two years of their lives, that that early cognitive development where kids are just a sponge and they soak in every piece of information from the world, you've lost that. Yeah. You never get that time back or that development back. And you're right. We're not going to see the results of this for a long, long time. Dude, I see people... Brisbane's,
1: I think, full on. The amount of parents that I see walking in the middle of the day, in the sun, mm-hmm. completely by themselves or with just with their kid, yep. wearing masks,
0: that is wild. The concerning thing for me is when I see... There's no law to do that here. No. And when I see a family walking and you'll have mum and dad might not even be wearing a mask, but the kids who are like eight or nine years old, they're wearing masks... Mm. Voluntary mask wearing for children because they're fucking terrified, it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's. You hard. don't know what you're doing to your kids. Yeah, you have no idea. Now, one last point on the Novak thing that I just want to remind everyone of. So, the Novak thing was a complete and a shit show. Who lost their job over that debacle? Yeah. Mm, no one. Yeah. Not the CEO of Tennis Australia, who in his organization sent out these letters saying this is how you get exempted not the government ministers who let him in in the first place mm. or any of the other athletes who let in. not the border force uh, agents who let all of the other athletes go in and play yeah. when they apparently were breaking the rules. No one lost their jobs. No one. So, again, keep that in mind. When you've lost your job just because you didn't go and get vaccinated or you're about to lose your job because you're refusing to go and get boosted, no one who fucked, like, who completely fucked our international identity up again has yeah. lost their jobs. And also, consider the amount of taxpayer money that funded the lawyers, which fought two straight court cases over weekends. Anyone who's had a lawyer knows how expensive they are at the best of times. Yes, the court cases started after 6pm on a Friday night. I'm sure you're paying extra for those, yeah. which come from your taxpayer money. And now yeah. you add in the fact that Novak's looking at suing the Australian government for $6 million, which will also be fought out in court. So you're going to have... Which will win. Which will... I would say that he'll win. Yeah. Which you will have the government not only having to pay the six million, but they're also going to have to pay for their legal fees, and they're going to have to pay for Novak's legal fees too when they lose. Yeah, because
1: they had to they had to pay for Novak's first. That's right. Legal fees. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I'll give you a tip: Novak ain't using no cheap lawyer. <laughs>
0: no. Well, he had three as well too. Yeah. So I I've know. had two. That was very expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had another point here, which I thought was something really, really interesting. This will switch gears a little bit, but it's still on the same vein. I was sitting on the couch last night watching... I love watching Channel 9 news, because I get all my best propaganda from Channel 9. <laughs> because, I get mine
1: from Channel 7. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: Channel 9 is outside of the Murdoch Empire, because they're owned by Fairfax. Mm-hmm. But they're all still... the. Channel Nine's uh, major shareholder is Vanguard, so they're all still part of the same ecosystem, yeah, and
1: they're still getting the same tax um, breaks.
0: Correct. But government. I, but I saw a new story that I, it just it hit me is very very interesting, which was around, at a, it they interviewed an Australian guy who was suffering from long COVID. Oh yeah, the one, the one, the one guy. Yeah, and. Do you guys remember long COVID? Like, obviously, a few people still talk about long COVID. And really, long COVID was just used as a justification to stop people from being scared about long vaccine adverse effects. Yes, yeah, I've
1: got long COVID. Apparently, my squat isn't that deep anymore.
0: <laughs> there you go. Very, very real yeah. uh, issues with long COVID. But this whole new story was about how new scientists are now researching the benefits of medical cannabis or mm-hmm. marijuana to treat long COVID mm-hmm. symptoms. And they interviewed this Australian guy who had been suffering the debilitating effects of long COVID and how he was involved in this trial and everything was like, he feels so much better and blah, 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 blah. And it really got me thinking because number one, uh, the cannabis market in Australia, we, we made the prediction last year, if you legalize cannabis, you you've solved our taxation issues pretty yeah. much overnight. So, we, we thought that it might go in that direction. And you can get medicinal marijuana in Australia, but it's only for a very select yeah. amount of. And not in every state. Not, not in every state, state as well. It's not uniform. And so it got me thinking why would Channel 9, who is propaganda central, be running a story on the medicinal benefits of marijuana and linking it to today's buzzword, which is COVID? Mm. Could it have anything to do with the fact that Pfizer, in December, paid $6.7 billion to acquire a company called Arena Pharmaceuticals, who just so happens to be a biotech company which is creating cannabis-based therapeutics? Oh, my God. my God. It'd have to just be a coincidence, right? You're advertising a product which is banned in most states in Australia, on the mainstream news at five thirty night, primetime news viewing, you're doing an advertisement for a banned product. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, from your overlords? From your overlords' at Pfizer, who just so happened to have purchased a biotech company that specialises in that product. It's funny because that's everywhere. That mm. that those articles, yeah, are everywhere. Every, it's
1: it's like they've punched it out. It's They're, worldwide. Pfizer's yes. marketing team is amazing. Mm.
0: Yeah, that is... uh... But it's amazing the amount of marketing that you can pay for when you've created a product and had a uh, captive market that you have making, well, tens and tens of billions of dollars in one year. Yeah. Now, keep an eye on that one, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of other major acquisitions, which is relevant to something we have spoken on the podcast about before, did you see that Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard? Yeah, yeah. For a $69 billion... Cash settlement. Cash. Bill Gates is pulling his wallet out and pulling out $68.7 uh, dollars. I
1: don't know how much of Microsoft he has now. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think he's sold most. It's probably worth checking. I don't yeah, think true. he's as involved as Microsoft. I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, sold of most that of, that's of that's his money, stake yeah. in it. But I, I, I do want to say that just uh, Activision owns or Blizzard owns. Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone, the free to play, is worth one point two million at one point two billion in revenue every year, and it's free. Get out of town.
0: So here's, it, it well, is a stonker. It is a staggering. Well, it's not even a statistic, but in the press conferences, generally tell you obviously where the money's at, and they were talking about how people are so. Uh, they love Blizzard, Activision games, mm. and it had like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush. Candy Crush was the third game yeah. listed, and it was third of three listed, which means Candy Crush is where they make
1: Candy Crush makes a billion dollars a year. Yeah, in revenue. a billion, a billion. Candy Crush,
0: mental. Yeah. Uh, to look here. So, who owns Microsoft? Major individual shareholders comprise co-founder Bill Gates. So, he stepped down from the company's board in 2020. Yeah. As of 2019, Gates still owned a stake of $103 million in stocks, which accounted for 1.34% yeah, yeah, much, much. So, it's fuck cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. because yeah, he's a dude, he's, he's on Kovacs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Kovacs is making... Um, um, you know, I'm
0: making these, um... <laughs> he's coming the frog, eh?
1: <laughs> Vaccinations and, um... Um, they don't do anything and they make five times my, no, 20 times my um, um, investment and Jeffrey Epstein is my friend. Yeah, but he's dead now. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, so look, that was, that was very interesting. So That was uh, a big that was a big, deal. Was big, I mean, look.
1: Now, Microsoft will fuck it because, like, I'm a, I'm a gaming nerd, right? Yeah. You're still playing games from 2001. I'm playing the latest ones. Because that was the golden age. Yeah, that's a Blizzard product too. Absolutely. Yeah. That was when they were cool. Blizzard has gone through... Uh, oh, sorry, Activision has gone through a lot of bad stuff, a lot of sexual harassment claims. It was Blizzard, mis- actually. It was
0: both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a
1: lot of um, mismanagement, a lot mm-hmm. of r- like really bad court cases, yeah. bad workplace culture. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft, I believe, is just trying to build... They're trying to vertically integrate yeah. Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if, if in five years' time, or in two years' time, the next version of... Call of
0: Duty is is an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, then you'll know why. Yeah, and that's yeah that's was my first thought. It will. They're now bringing in the some of the most popular gaming products in the world, which will exclusively be available on Microsoft based products. Yeah, PC and Xbox. But have
1: you ever tried to reset
0: your Microsoft password? Yeah,
1: it is near impossible. Yeah, I don't know what system they're using, but
0: it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, but I just saw that in the news I thought that was really, really interesting because, obviously, we detailed all the Blizzard Activision issues and I'm pretty sure the guy who is running it at the moment, he'll be doing it as a caretaker thing and I think they're going to punt him. Oh, you have to. Shortly The afterwards. guy's are dud. Yeah, yeah. The guy's are done.
1: Yeah, so... Do you know what's interesting? So, that channel... And can we give a shout-out to... Can you pull up that... That... Uh, or I can. I can that um, YouTube channel that has war stories about of video games? Yeah. And... I was so... What was interesting is that that Diablo one that I sent you, mm. I, could, I got hints of some of that workplace culture stuff from that video that obviously it's grown, it like that seed was planted and
0: it's got... Well, he didn't have any hints in there about the sexual harassment stuff, but he had hints in there about the... Uh... Looseness. I think it, it's the looseness of it. I think he also made a lot of mentions about how, at the time it was refreshing because at Blizzard they were still gamers at heart and every other developer at the time had brought in businessmen to, to run it.
1: Ars Technica,
0: A-R-S,
1: Technica. Shout yeah. out to that channel. Mm. I'm loving the content. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give them another like. I've subscribed to them, mm-hmm. just like you should subscribe to us. But yeah, yeah if, if you're a gaming nerd and... Uh, wants some nostalgia hits and and have some great interviews with the people that like the key figures that made Mm. them get on it
0: yeah because it is it is super interesting to go back at those times because you're listening to stories about obviously this was before gaming was the complete juggernaut that it is now where it is run by hedge funds essentially all they're interested in is the bottom dollar and the return of the investment
1: hence the reason why the games are shit
0: yeah so, it was back when gaming was an art form created by gamers for gamers, and it was gamers creating games that they wanted to play, yeah. but also having to deal with things like software limitations at the time, yeah. which software limitations now are just basically based on how good can I make the graphics, but still have it run at a decent frame rate. Yeah. That's all they're dealing with. Back then, it was like, how am I going to build a game mechanic that has never existed before? Well, Mist, the one that I watched about Mist, which
1: I used to play at primary school, yeah. They, they talked about where they placed the music compared to the levels on the CD-ROM,
0: right? like That's actually right. where it physically was on the CD. Yeah, because they were having difficulties with being able to fit the whole game on one cd role. Yeah, they couldn't render, like they drew all the
1: graphics in a, in a, in a CAD, but they couldn't push render mm-hmm. and still operate yeah. computers. So he had, he had bought five computers mm-hmm. and he might do one level and then place it on one computer build another level, place another computer, and when they left home for the day, push render to let them render for like 12 hours. Yeah. Crazy stuff.
0: I love it. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually really, really interesting content. Ars Technica. Cool. All right, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next RDA.